Welcome to Highland Objects, podcasts that take you on a cultural tour of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Highland Objects or visit the website highlandobjects.wordpress.com. Podcast 3 Boodle, the Whalebone Figurine. I am Dr Siobhan Cook-Miller, Museum Officer at Orkney Natural History Society's Stromness Museum, and I am here today with Dr Antonia Thomas, Archaeologist and Trustee at Stromness Museum. Hello! Today we are going to be talking about a very special object in our collection at Stromness Museum, and that is the human figurine from Scarabray, nicknamed Buddo. Scarabray in Orkney is the best-preserved Neolithic settlement in northwest Europe and it is one of Britain's most important prehistoric sites. Buddo is 5,000 years old and one of only a few prehistoric representations of the human form. The figurine is carved from a single piece of whalebone and is 9.5 centimetres high and 7.5 centimetres wide and it weighs just 146.5 grams so very light. The head or face exhibits two small indentations for eyes and a large opening for the mouth. The torso is unadorned except for a 7mm navel and this hole is 16mm deep and expands internally to around about 10mm in diameter. There are also two holes through the side of the figurine, the first of which extends through the torso of the figurine and is 14.5mm in diameter. Um, and it's thought that perhaps this hole was used to suspend the figure. A second hole or bone canal provides a 9.5mm perforation through the head. The base of the figurine is flat and this allows the figurine to sit upright. So I've mentioned that Buddo was carved from a single piece of whale bone. The species of whale that that bone comes from we, we don't know, but that is something that we would like to conduct analysis on in the future. Whales were an important resource for um, the Neolithic communities living in places like Scarabray. They served a number of practical purposes, so um, meat, oil, fuel, and as a source of whalebone. And whalebone is a strong and versatile material, which has been used extensively in the production of artefacts. There were a number of whalebone objects found during the excavations at Scarabray, so these include uh, beads, polished dress or hairpins, and whale vertebrae were also shaped into vessels, mortars and pigment dishes. And whalebone was also used in the architecture at Scarabray. So um, the jawbones of a large whale were found lying across the hearth in house one, uh, as if they'd fallen from above. And Child, one of the excavators, inferred that in the absence of suitable sources of timber that whalebone had been used in, as roofing material so the roof had whalebone rafters. So whalebone is very important and it's interesting to note that whalebone is rarely carried to settlements in joints of meat so its presence in the artifactual assemblage illustrates its importance. So we talk about the human figurine and its nickname Buddo. And Buddo is an Arcadian dialect term of endearment and it's one that isn't gender specific. Antonia, you are an expert on Neolithic Orkney. Um, can you tell the listeners more about the site of Scarabray and the discovery of Buddo during the excavations? Well, Buddo has been discovered twice in a way. 
It was originally found in the ruins of a Neolithic house at Scarabray way back in the 19th century. And well, Scarabray appeared in 1850 when a huge winter storm stripped the grass off sand dunes, revealing houses that were so well preserved they had walls surviving above head height and even had original furniture surviving inside. The site's landowner at the time, William G. Watt, was very interested in archaeology and over the next few years he collected a lot of artefacts from the site, displaying these in his private museum at Scale House. Now fortunately for us, he was also friends with the antiquarian George Petrie, who made quite a number of sketches and notes about the site. In 1867, Petrie gave the Society of Antiquaries of Scotland a richly illustrated report on Scarabray's remains and artefacts, describing carved stone balls, axes and large numbers of worked bone, including buddo, which he described as an idol or fetish and he even made a watercolour sketch of it. But after that, we don't quite know what happened to Buddo. We know that the contents of Watt's private museum ended up being separated and donated to several institutions in the 1930s, including Stromness Museum and the National Museum of Scotland in Edinburgh, where Petrie's watercolour sketch of Buddo also ended up. But we don't know quite what happened to Buddo after it apparently went south to Edinburgh over 80 years ago. That is, of course, until April 2016. And then Dr David Clark from the National Museum of Scotland happened to be in Stromness Museum and he was undertaking some research with Dr Hugo Anderson Wymark, another one of our trustees. And they were looking in the stores through various old boxes of artefacts which had been donated in the 1930s, but which had no information on their provenance recorded with them. And then, in the last box of the day to be examined, what turned up? Only the buddo. And the buddo was discovered all over again. Well, thank you so much, Antonia. Well, what an exciting moment that must have been and what a journey Buddo has had. It's just a fascinating history. And what do you think makes Buddo so important and, and such a significant find? Well, Scarabray itself is one of the most important archaeological sites in the country and it forms part of the heart of Neolithic Orkney World Heritage Site, meaning that it's considered to be as important globally as the pyramids and the Great Wall of China. We're hugely privileged to have so many wonderful artefacts from, from Scarabray in our museum in Stromness. But Buddo really is the jewel in the crown of our Neolithic collection. Figurines are phenomenally rare from Neolithic Britain and there are only a handful of others known. The Buddo is in elite company. Now, one theory around this might be that other figurines were actually once common. But because they were made from organic materials such as wood, bone, antler, or even whalebone like the buddo, they simply have not survived. And there are a few examples from England which are carved from wood and known from Neolithic contexts, for example. But the sand which covered Scarabray makes for a very alkaline environment, which is great for us as archaeologists, because that alkaline environment means that bone artefacts are preserved really well. Usually in Orkney, we have quite acidic soil, which isn't so favourable. So perhaps in Orkney, there may have been once many more figurines. Buddo could have had some friends. But even thinking about that, Buddo's rarity doesn't quite seem to be just a result of its preservation, because we actually have a wealth of Neolithic art in Orkney, including intricately decorated artefacts, sculpted stones 
and geometric carved stones in, within buildings. But amongst hundreds of these examples known, there are actually only a very small number which have might what be described as figurative markings. And these include carvings on the walls of the home of Papa Westry's South Tomb and the houses at the links of Noltland on Westry, which look like eyes and eyebrows, little faces. And of course there's the Westry Wifey or Orkney Venus figurine from the links of Noltland as well, which has a strikingly similar motif on its face. But what we do know is that figurines like the Buddha are very rare indeed. In fact, it's possible that in the Neolithic there may have been a sort of taboo on representational art, something that's actually seen in many cultures even today. But one thing's for certain, there's nothing quite like staring into a face from 5,000 years ago. I absolutely agree. Seeing the face of Buddha every day when I go into work is a highlight and something I will never get bored of. So we're so lucky that Buddha survived and it clearly is a hugely significant object. But what do you think it was for? Well, when George Petrie originally sketched the Buddha way back in the 19th century, he described it as an idol or a fetish, suggesting that it had some sort of religious or ritual quality. And figurines certainly often have this sort of meaning in other cultures and times. There's lots of parallels for this. But the truth is, we really just don't know. And it could have just as easily been a child's toy. Well, thank you so much for your insight, Antonia. The Scarabray Butter really is such an exceptional object from a truly exceptional site. Buddha has been on display in the museum since 2016, recently moving into a specially commissioned display case with several other artefacts from Scarabray that are held in our collection. If you want to see the figurine up close and from all angles, you can see a 3D model of Buddha on our Sketchfab page and in our online collections catalogue at stromnessmuseum.org.uk. So we will say goodbye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed hearing all about Buddha, and we would love to know what you think Buddha was. Just a toy or something more? Highland Objects is brought to you by Expo North Heritage, which is supported by Museums and Heritage Highland, Museums Gallery Scotland, Creative Scotland, Highlands and Islands Enterprise and Historic Environment Scotland.